Hola chicas, welcome back to Saludable Latina Podcast. This is your host, Lilia Gomez. I've created this space to promote health awareness within women's health topics, and each episode is made with love and support with the purpose of inspiring and empowering you to motivate one another to live a healthier lifestyle. The information shared on the podcast is not a substitution for medical advice or treatment. And as always, please follow up with your medical providers for questions or concerns regarding your health. And this week's episode is going to be more about business and wellness because I had the opportunity to interview Desiree, who is the founder of Babepreneur Society. So before we get started with episode numero 34, number 34, let's listen to a little bit of music before we get started. Listas, here we go. Saludable Latina podcast. We have Desiree Garcia, the founder of Baypreneur Society, and we're going to interview her today to get some tips about how to start a platform and also business strategy because you are all about business and strategizing. Desiree, just to get to know a little bit about you, where are you from? Yeah, so I grew up in Oceanside, California. Sometimes I say Carlsbad because sometimes that's what people know better, <laughs> but it's basically North County, San Diego. And then I went to school here in San Diego. Awesome. So what did you study in school? So I actually went to school to be a teacher. Nice. So my background is in teaching. My major was Spanish and then with a teaching credential from the University of San Diego. I never actually finished it, That's but okay. <laughs> I think we can both relate when we're like, we started something and we're trying to get back to finishing, right? Because life happens, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, there were different reasons for that, but I started, uh, where I first went to school was actually Santa Barbara City College, um, mm-hmm. so that I can transfer to UCSD. And then I realized that I didn't really like the atmosphere or the area because Santa Barbara City College is, or Santa Barbara UCSB is known to be like a party school. And yeah, so it's known to be one of the top party schools. And I, so were you a wild child while you were doing, going to Santa, Santa Barbara City College? <laughs> no, I've never drank and I've never done anything my whole life. So it was definitely not a place for me. And I, and I think I thought that because I was social and I like to go out that some of the people may just be that way as well, but I had some really bad experiences with people being very, I guess, forceful and thinking of you in a certain way because you didn't drink or you didn't do certain things where I never had that growing up, even in high school. Like I was everybody's CD. Everybody wanted to be my friend because I was a ride home. (laughs) 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 So they were like, Oh, we're just going with Desiree. She, she's going to drive everybody, right? So, like, when I went to Santa Barbara City College, I thought, okay, well, people are going to be open to this because, like, I love to go out. I, lo- I love to dance. Yeah. So nobody's going to really, like, care that I don't drink and I don't do anything. And I remember one night I was at a party, mm-hmm. and we were, like, one of the uh, – my um, – my roommates and I were one of the first, some of the first groups there. Mm-hmm. And so I remember this guy was giving everybody shots and he was like, I was like, oh, I don't drink. And then he like looked at me like, 
in the weirdest, oddest way that I'd never been, like, looked at before. Because, uh-huh. like, most of my friends just knew I didn't drink. And right. he looks at me and he goes, oh, so that must mean, like, you're a virgin, too. Oh. And I was like, wait, how does that even go? How did it go from A to C? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, I just, like, was, it was just really, really weird for me. And then I had another instance where I was in our neighbor's room, which was, like, a bunch of guys, and they had, like, a video viewing party. Like, it was, like, a movie party thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, they were, like, really cool, but one of the guys came by, and I think he was pretty drunk, mm-hmm. and um, one of the roommates, and I remember him saying, like, I had, in our roommate situation, there was two rooms with, like, two beds so it was like roommate situation for those two rooms mm-hmm. and then the other room was by itself mm-hmm. so I had a single room in that house and then in the it was like a it was like a dorm situation but there were like mini apartments yeah with like little rooms in them and then you had like four other roommates kind of like a hostel right it, like it, share the bunk or get a private room well, well, well kind <laughs> of yeah, right? yeah yeah so it was so it's technically think of it I was like a three-bedroom apartment Mm-hmm. With two of the rooms being like a shared room and the other room being by itself. Yeah. So I went over there and we, like everybody there was watching movies and then the one of the guys, the one of the roommates came in and he was drunk and I remember him saying like, "Oh, don't you live next door?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Oh, don't aren't you the one that's in the single bedroom?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "You want to go over there?" And I was like, "No." Like, what are you talking about? But he was, he was trying to, like, be you persistent. Know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. trying to do, I don't know what, yeah. right? And yeah. so then I was like, I was like, um, I was like, no, I'm watching the movie. And he's like, well, you don't want to go to your room? And I was like, no, I don't want to go to my room. And, and I remember him being like, well, you need to leave then. Then what the hell are you doing here? Get the fuck out. Like, like, so bad. So with all those experiences and me not being that type of person, and the guy was right that, like, asked me if I was a virgin. Like, I was like, you know, I didn't even know what to say to that. He was right, but I didn't know what to say to it. So that atmosphere just wasn't for me. Uh Um, And so then that's when I decided to just come back home. Like, my first semester, I was there... I would come home like every other weekend type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then when I, my second semester, I was coming home every single weekend. And my grades don't. My first semester I had a 4.0. My second semester I had a 2.0. Yeah. Because I, I would come home when my class ended on Wednesday. My cl- oh, I would only girl. have two classes crazy. two days a week. So it was Monday, that second semester I only had classes Mondays, Wednesdays. So I would come home that Wednesday at like four o'clock and drive, or sometimes I think it was one o'clock, and I would drive all the way home from Santa Barbara, and then I would go back before my class at nine o'clock in the morning at five in the morning on Monday. So because I wouldn't even want to be there, like I didn't even want to be there, it was like... It was just, like, not my thing, right? It was, like, not your environment. No, not so, at all. So when you were in school studying yeah. and you were going for teaching yeah. and fast forward to where you are now yeah. studying <laughs> in our society, I always think there's a story behind, you know, mm-hmm. your growth, right? Of course. And you realize that when you were going to school in Santa Barbara, you're like, you know what, Santa Barbara is not my atmosphere. Right. I want to come back to San Diego. So you went back to school here in San Diego, and did you continue your education and teaching? Yeah, so when I was in Santa Barbara, it was only my freshman year of college, and um, 
like I said, I went there so that I can possibly transfer to UCSB, but I actually, at that point, I think I was undecided. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then when I transferred here, it's kind of funny because I, I talk, I do a lot of like manifestation stuff now. Like I, I like the mindset and yes. all of that. And it's funny because I always real I realized that I was always really good at manifesting things. And then there was like a block where like I just stopped manifesting stuff. But I decided I want to come back home. And then I don't remember what it was. I think somebody, I think I saw something about USD. And I remember saying, oh, I want to go there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a plan B. I only applied to USD. And the thing is with private school, you can transfer after one year at a community college with mm-hmm. any other public school, you have to be two years. And I remember I was like, I'm going to USD. I don't care. Um, so I came back home and I went to my local community college here to finish up some classes. And then I decided to apply to USD. And that's where I went for um, for teaching and for all of that. But that was my only, that was the only place that I applied to. I did not have a plan. Well, it's a good thing that you got into the school yeah. that got well, you into teaching. <laughs> yeah. It probably took a little time, but what subject did you actually decide to study? Yeah, so I studied Spanish to be a teacher in Spanish. But when I actually did teach um, even though I didn't finish my credential, it didn't matter too much because I was able to get a job at a private school by my house in Oceanside, and I taught math because in private schools it doesn't matter like what your background is in; mm-hmm. it just matters what your that you went to school to teach, <laughs> even if you have a credential or not. Like that's the credential isn't isn't um, required. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So you were teaching in math, so. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to where you are now, yeah. uh, what made you want to start the Bapreneur Society? Um, because I know you said in another conversation you're really good with numbers. Yeah. So can you explain like how you started your platform, but how math got you to thinking in that platform? Because I think your platform is really great, especially for business owners, small mm-hmm. business owners, or people who are actually just are entrepreneurs right like myself because you're yeah. meeting me and you're like okay let's work with you Lily so I opened an idea in your mind like oh okay but how did it how did it get there like you were teaching math and then obviously you were teaching for a while and then what happened as far as the shift and why you wanted to start the Vapreneur Society yeah so it actually started with me starting a tutoring company oh so five years ago let's rewind a little bit but yeah, five years ago I started helping my boyfriend started his own jujitsu academy, and then with that, I would help him with little things that had to do with like business and like really like a secretary type stuff too, right? And then I would give him ideas and certain things to implement so that he can expand his business. Mm-hmm. And so then I decided like, oh, I can start my own little tiny tutoring thing because I'm already teaching at this school, and then I can get um, clients from this school, which was actually really helpful and it kind of like boosted me because. I was the only person that they were recommending for tutoring. Okay, so, well, this is for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so when it actually happened, I remember I was on the internet and I was like joining all the Facebook groups I could for like business um, type groups so that I can get more ideas and how to do things and how to kind of create my stuff for the tutoring company. Mm-hmm. And so... I remember I there's this one girl, her name is Reese Evans, and she runs Yes Supply. And now she she went from a more 
where she was teaching people how to do websites and branding and stuff like that to now more like a spiritual side and like manifesting type of stuff. But that's what she was doing at that point. I remember I landed on her stuff through like a Facebook ad and I saw that she was basically helping women start their own businesses and stuff. And I was part of her group and then I was adding to other groups and I noticed that I was asking questions. I was going in there for looking for guidance, but I was asking questions about tutoring but I noticed that I was answering more questions than I was actually asking mm-hmm. because I didn't kind of give myself credit that I had already been part of a business that was already established, that I knew how to do things. And so when people would go in there and ask questions or go into other groups and ask questions, I'd find myself giving a lot of people advice. And I was like, oh wait, I already know how to do this. I don't know what I'm looking for mm-hmm. if I already know how to do this. So it kind of accidentally happened in a sense that um, since I was asked, uh, um, answering people's questions and giving advice, then I decided that I would start kind of this platform where women can learn how to do certain things for their business and start it up. And really, my big thing is about purpose. Mm-hmm. So I always think, and that's really why I got into teaching in the first place, yes. is because I wanted to instill and and light up that purpose within each and every one of us because we're all given gifts and we're all here for a reason. And, you know, children are our future type of thing. And so that's the reason why I even wanted to do, like, the, the tutoring one-on-one kind of thing. Because I thought, okay, well, as a class, I can instill purpose in that fire under students. But it's harder because you have a larger group. But when you are doing one-on-one, it's easier to instill that impact and inspiration in, in a child. So when I did, like, the babypreneurs thing, I was like... Oh, I love to do this. I love to help people go about what their purpose is and be able to build something that they want to bring to life without maybe knowing how to and giving them this tools and structure on how to do that so they can put out their own little gifts into the world. Awesome. And how long is Baypreneur Society have been up for now? Yeah, so I think it's been up for about a year and a half, but... I haven't been like super consistent with it, so that's on me. It's okay. <laughs> but it's kind of like me with my podcast. Inconsistency happens because, as we know, life happens. You know, and, and I don't think we should feel too bad or too harsh on ourselves because life happens, and sometimes that just means to take a break and then you yeah. manifest your desires with you know the platform. Yeah. But having that said, when you mentioned you know because you know inconsistency yeah. happens, was it related to possible maybe you needing a break and needing to focus on your health and maybe um sparking that wellness motivation to really spark that platform for you so you can help like you said others to really define their purpose and structure and making sure they're completing their goals because I love the fact that you said you started the platform in order to help individuals really find their purpose like mm-hmm. we know it's a business but you really go with the intention of what what's the purpose that you really want because it's not just the business but it's also for the individual for themselves so when I hear that I hear wellness yeah yeah so I think too exactly that I think I was kind of lost on like what I wanted to do I think I had stopped giving myself um again I was saying that I was not giving myself credit for certain things and I think I stopped kind of focusing on myself too right I was so worried about everybody else are doing this for the jiu-jitsu academy and doing this for the tutoring thing and you know I was helping actually a lot of people for free because they were asking me questions and I was just helping and helping and that's what I love to do but 
what I noticed too is because I was giving so much, I wasn't kind of allowing anything for myself. Um, and I, I'm still kind of in the middle, <laughs> to be okay. honest. Because we're on a journey to being yeah. able to kind of fulfill that glass again. Because we can't pour from an empty glass, right? Of, of course. Yeah. And then that's something else I was going to say. You want to make sure that your you want to make sure that your glass is overflowing, so you're mm-hmm. able to use that mm-hmm. overflow in order to help other people. And I wasn't doing that. I was going from literally like. You know, I'm very optimistic, so I always see the glass half full, right? And so I was basically, I was probably going from like a quarter of a glass to give me everything that I had from that quarter, to be honest. And and not putting anything back into myself. And I think that's kind of where the inconsistency kind of lied too. Like, okay, wait, should I bring it back to me? And then it was kind of like a teeter-totter of, oh, I'm going to focus on myself oh wait that person needs my help too now I'm gonna focus on them and then being like wait I really didn't put all the energy I needed back into myself (laughs) so that's really what happened and I think that's still kind of something that I'm working on and balancing that out and putting more time back in into me and I think that's super important because otherwise we get drained and (coughs) and overworked and everything excuse me I had a cup no you're fine um no I think it's really amazing like you analyzing and really evaluating that you're a very giving person but you started to notice you were eventually pouring from almost an empty cup right mm-hmm. so what were some initiatives that you took before you actually went back whether it was like i'm diving back in full throttle or i'm diving back in making sure that i'm also being taken care of of myself yeah so i've been doing a lot of Kind of, and I'm still kind of doing it, so I'm not like technically super, uh, I'm not like done doing it or anything. Um, but I think I just started kind of making sure that I was spacing things out too. Because what another thing that I was noticing is that I overextended myself. And like every time, I'm not a person to say no. So every time somebody asks me for something, I'm like, yes, 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 yeah, sure, I'll do that. I'll help you with that. Or I'd even if somebody would be like, oh, I'm doing this or I'm working on this. And I'm like, oh, I'll just help you with that. Like, why don't you let me help you? And I'm like, wait, can you really help those people? So I think kind of making sure I'm not. And then what would happen too is that I would let people down because I was literally overextending myself. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, sure, I'll do that. And then I was like, wait, like... I'm not going to be able to do that because there's an appointment at that time or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I think just like making sure that I'm spreading things out, having enough time. I've been doing like baths for myself just to kind of give back to myself. Nice. You know, if I, may, well. if I may ask, what type of baths are you doing for yourself? And how often are you practicing those self nurturing baths? Yeah, so I try to do them a couple times a week. It's funny because it, I started doing them and my boyfriend's like, can you make me a bath? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he started getting into it too and it's really funny. Only, so only these people know this because yeah, I don't think he stole anybody. But, but yeah, so basically what I do is I use bath bombs. It doesn't really matter which ones. I, you know, Some of them were giving to me. Some of them I buy like at Lush or something. And then... He likes to use Epsom salt just to because he does do the jujitsu part, so it's really good and calming for the muscles. So if somebody does um, is super into working out, or they do dance a lot, or yoga, or whatever, um, and they want to calm and relax, I would definitely recommend 
throwing some Epsom salt in there. Another thing that I found too is at Victoria's Secret when they were having their like huge sale, they had these little bricks that had like six squares in them and they were bubble bath bombs. Mm. So they did like a little bit of a bubble bath like when you put them in there. So I would kind of like set that up so it would really be a bath bomb, some type of bubble bath. Uh, most of the bath bombs from Lush too have a lot of essential oils in them. Um, so they're already like relaxing and nourishing to the body. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and then that, that's why I love Lush. They have a bunch of like stuff there. Awesome. <laughs> and then and then the Epsom salt is really good. And then so I would do that. And then I have like some of those like electric candles mm-hmm. that I would like turn on. And then some people that have like bigger bath they can use like regular candles and then I actually asked for Christmas I asked her like the tub trays oh yeah and I wanted to get one yeah so I actually got two because I asked for them and my mom gave me one and my sister gave me one manifested so, yeah. <laughs> so I put one of my like when we recently I decided to split we have two bathrooms and there's only two of us mm-hmm. so I was like oh you can have your own and I'll have my own so I put one in his and put one in mine and so usually I'll have it set up and then for him I haven't been using it that much but he likes to take a book and like he'll take his phone and put like oh something goodness, on really? it's so funny I think it's like more for him than me but um I also like I I don't really use the, the tray yet yeah. um but I just do whatever I can like to relax. I've I've even had before put like petals and stuff like rose oh, petals and stuff. You should really do that because yeah. we're in the month of February and I think yeah. self love is so nurturing. Yeah. So when you do these bath and Epsom salts and bath bombs, mm-hmm. how does your skin feel and yeah. what is your energy after? Yeah. So my skin was feeling great. <laughs> it feels really good afterwards. Sometimes I also do like a face mask afterwards. Ooh. Just like whatever. My sister actually bought me one at Trader Joe's. That one kind of burned a little bit, but I was getting um excuse me. I was getting some from like Forever Twenty One. Uh-huh. I would I would recommend some like better ones than the ones with all the chemicals in them. Yes. Right? But I, I, haven't found I, any. I was about to say, um, let me yeah. get together a little <laughs> yeah. basket for you so you can try some organic ones that don't oh, have too many chemicals. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I haven't tried any. I've been like looking, but I haven't found anything that I liked yet. But I was using like the Forever 21 ones that I'm sure have a lot of chemicals <laughs> on them. But like during Christmas, they were like 50 cents. Yeah, they're like the stocking so, stuffers, right? Yeah, yeah. So like I used them um, and those actually like they felt good to me. They didn't burn or anything like the ones from Trader the, It was weird because you would think Trader Joe's would be like less... I guess like, it's I less know. harsh on your skin. Yeah. I think it all depends how they're made because I have noticed too, depending on the product, like organic based versus like the regular uh-huh. um, vendor or the, you know, in right. mainstream stores is that sometimes your skin gets accustomed to certain type of products. Um, so if you try something new for the very first time, you may get a little reaction and not to say to keep using it because you definitely don't want to have a rash or reaction or your skin burning and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I'll just tolerate it. <laughs> yeah. Don't tolerate if it's burning or, you know, if it's burning the skin, but wait, Having that practice, like, yeah. how did that make you feel after, and how does it make you stay consistent with your, with your business? Yeah, so it just actually makes me feel like a lot more relaxed, to be honest. Like, okay, I already gave something to myself. 
I can, it's kind of like my own little like meditation too, if you think about it, because you're in there by yourself, you're able to keep to your own thoughts and Mm -hmm. then just kind of relax. Mm -hmm. And so when you come out of it, it's like, okay, now I've kind of relaxed and given to myself and taken that break that I needed and now I can get back into doing all the things, Yeah, you know. Because you were able to find uh, a recentering yourself yeah and then able to okay i feel re-energized mm-hmm. the vibe is right and then you go back to work right so i think we forget to give ourselves those breaks mm-hmm. i think often we're on the drive mode drive drive get it done get it done and at some point we will end up crashing our own energy right so i think it's really important that you start to notice you know what i need to self-care for myself because mm-hmm. no one else is going to do it if i don't do it right like mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to get the gifts, right? We're going to get, oh, here's a facial mask, here's a bath bomb. Yeah. But proactively, you have to do it. Yeah, you right? have to use them. <laughs> you can you use have them. to turn on the water, put the bath bomb yeah. in there, set the tone, like you said, with the candles, mm-hmm. and then say, okay, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. This is my time to relax. Right. Because also relaxing the body and your wellness makes you be more proactive and creative, right? Right. Yeah. Because how did you get the whole Baypreneur Society started? Like, obviously, like you said, Facebook, extending yourself, you were answering a lot of questions. Yeah. So what made you want to start the platform and to whom did you want to be to... Who did you... I guess what I'm trying to say is who who was your audience at that time when you were building Baypreneur Society? Yeah, I guess my audience was me. <laughs> like, my <laughs> audience was like... Hey! Wait, <laughs> because people say all the time like oh you need to have an avatar you need to do this you need to do the other thing and have this which is true but at the same time I think people get too caught up onto like oh well this person needs this and this person is going to need this it needs to be done this way or they're trying to also what happen can happen too is that they try to kind of market to so many different types of people yeah um as well and they may not have that focus but we have to understand that, like, we need to do what's good to us. We don't need to be trying to, and, like, literally, like, this is what I realized. I was sitting there, like, yesterday, and I, like, kind of retold myself and I told my clients. Because, like, whatever feels good to us, we need to be doing, and then whoever likes that, too, will come. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. for example, especially with coaching or, like, consulting if you have a part, some people will say, do courses, do one-on-one, do group, right? But if, for example, courses probably wouldn't feel good to me because I like to be one, because I am overly giving mm-hmm. and because I do like to have that connection with somebody mm-hmm. and to like sit with them and do things with them. Courses wouldn't be my thing because I don't think, I don't know if I would be able to provide as much value through a course as I do sitting with somebody. I see. And so do you like that um, counteraction and really being able to have that communication, but in person versus just the course where you're like, oh, okay, it's just the course and yeah. that connection has to be there, right? Yeah, so I think what's different about me too is that like for normal, or I say normal, right? But for most coaches or consultants, what they end up doing is that they do one-on-one and it's like once a week that we get on the phone, we do a Zoom call and we talk about your branding or whatever and maybe I help you or maybe it's a mindset coach and we work on your mindset together. That's cool and all and that's awesome and it works and I use that too. But for me, doing things in person are so much 
better in my terms though the way that i work so for somebody else they might get their they might not be even good with with people right yeah. like and maybe maybe so they're they one of like an online course or correct or call yeah. yeah so for them they may not for for another coach it may be that like that one-on-one exhaust them and 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 they can't do it so a course may be better for that type of person or um as like a smaller group program type of thing right where they can still kind of be present but not as much for me i work better showing you and sitting with you and doing things with you and doing it together and laying things out and planning everything out and because I've been part of so many different types of businesses, I'm able to kind of like adjust that and oh. and put it into like whatever yeah. business you have, right? Yeah. Because I don't, I'm not like a regular coach where they, most coaches work with coaches. Right. If you look most of the time, right? And I've worked with fitness studios and salon, or not salon, spas. And, you know, I've worked with other coaches. I've worked with people who have yoga studios or things like that or wanted to open a yoga studio that's specific kind. But so I'm able to kind of adjust everything I know depending on what type of business that is. So for me to kind of sit there and show you like the systems and the structure and how to plan and like the finances where you asked about the math, that's that's something else too, right? That's what your math skills come Yeah, I really like planning out. I was also a manager at True Religion when I was 19 and technically you need a degree for that and I didn't have one. I just worked my way up because I was really good at sales and, and so I think maybe that managerial mindset of like, oh, you need to hit this goal for today and this is the goal for tomorrow and this is the goal for the next day. This is the goal for the week. I think like that too, that's kind of how I use my math as well. Like I'm not just here to help you with structure and with strategy, but I also like to get down and say, okay, what kind of things, products or services do you provide? And what is ideally what you want to make in a month? And this is how many of this you have to sell or this, how many events you have to put on or how many, um, you know, products of whatever you're selling that you have to sell in order to hit that goal and then be able to feel, you know, confident in what you're making and then able to leave whatever other job you have so that you can feel good in what it is you're meant to be doing. And maybe even taking that leap of faith, right, if it's um, if it's striving the right way, which I think of it's course. really amazing that you started this platform and being able to help out business owners and small business owners as well as fitness studios and spas and even the creative entrepreneurs because we met up too and you know I was able to open you up to seeing from seeing a client from a different perspective mm-hmm. right which I think is really nice because I hopefully um, when you are ready to be able to announce those packages because I know you're working on something really neat oh, yeah. uh, that's going to be like a package all set in one um, if you wanted to talk about it or maybe yeah. um, say this is what's coming for a baby yeah. society, um, because it also not only includes what you're saying, coaching, instruction, and strategizing, but you're also including something which included a retreat, which is also yeah. part of your wellness, which I really loved that you implemented that because mm-hmm. I think sometimes business aspects sometimes forget, once again, your wellness because, like you mentioned, if I'm over exciting myself and I'm cutting myself short or cut or cutting someone short, that only takes you back to you and your wellness, right? Yeah. So now that you started um, your wellness baths, but you also told me you, you were journaling, yeah. uh, meditating, mm-hmm. right? So that's giving you more energy so you can really focus on your business, right? So 
speaking of Bapreneur Society, yeah. I know you're in the works with something. Do you want yeah. to share with us? Yeah, sure. So I actually just came up with this yesterday <laughs> because of you, actually, right? right. right. So. You know what? We're, we're supporting one another in our community yeah. and we're giving ideas because I think that's yeah. what it's all about, ideas and sharing and uplifting one another versus like, no, this is mine and this is yours and we, that's separate. And it's like, yeah. no, like, let's just feed off one another and see where it gets to you, you know? So Yeah, so what I was thinking is that since we're still in, like, the first quarter, like, you know, a lot of people think of our year in quarters, right? Yes. We're just talking about business. Since we're still in the first quarter and then February is my birthday, so oh, it's, like, yeah. Okay. Happy early so, birthday. Thank you. It's not till the 21st, but yeah, it's a week after Valentine's Day. People love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just bought you again. Um, Manifesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, so what I decided is that for people who are local to San Diego and LA, because I do feel like I get a lot of people asking me that are local and can do in-person things. And since I love that, I was trying to find a way to make my stuff more accessible and to be able to sit with somebody kind of one-on-one in person but also still allow that luxury part and that like mini weekend retreat type of thing that I love to do Mm -hmm. because I feel like you said it's so important as well like we that weekend we do do work but at the same time you're still kind of getting away from the norm and you're relaxing afterwards I'm Ideally, it would start off with the retreat just because that's how I think is better since there is so many hours that we work together during that time. So it would be two days, one night in Vegas. Vegas because I like Vegas because it's like a celebration, right? It's like it's fun and vibrant. I don't drink, but it's fun and vibrant. And like you can go out and dance and it's almost like celebrating this new beginning to what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, so two days, one night in Vegas with accommodations included, and then it will be a, a half day, so four to six hours sitting together, planning out everything you need in your business. If it's that we're working on your site, then we work on your site together during that time. We work on your branding. We work on a marketing strategy. We'll work on like whatever it is that you need to work on specifically we'll do four or five of those things and be able to kind of plan them out and do them together um, so that we're sitting and that's the majority of our time together because we have four or six hours to kind of just crank everything out and then it gives you that platform to already get started so you don't have to be waiting for me to get on the next call with you because we sit together for those four to six hours where we can kind of get everything already going and give you a base to start with and then you can go from there and with that weekend you're also kind of getting that getaway where we relax and we have dinner after we do that long day of work we have dinner and then maybe we could even go out somewhere or whatever it is that you want to oh, do you, know, you, rock, you might know the spas because you yeah. mentioned you work with yeah. some spa yeah. well, i don't know if spas in las vegas but we'll make if anybody happen. needs one we'll make it happen I know. But no, I do appreciate that you're creating a, a platform for yeah. meetups for San Diego for the ones who want to get started, like yeah. people like myself. Yeah, of <laughs> I do. I truly do appreciate it because I'm someone who is not business savvy, mm-hmm. who's also not techie savvy, and I always need guidance. And because in my perspective, like I'm already working on, like you, like yourself too, like so many projects, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I gotta do one more thing. And I was like, 
I started the process, but then I started to feel like a little lost and mm-hmm. I needed some feedback. And that's where you came in, Gatepreneur yeah. Society. I'm thinking, why am I trying to do this by myself when I have someone who I met who's been doing and working with clients and getting their feedback and structuring mm-hmm. um, their needs? So I said, hey, you know, like, what are your packages, right? And yeah. then I was able to look at your packages. I think they're really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, too, from my point of perspective, for being able to look at a new client from a mm-hmm. new perspective, which I truly appreciate. Yeah. So when people are, are looking you up, where can they find you on Instagram? Yeah, so it's literally just at Babepreneur Society. That's that one. And then I created some new Instagram pages, but I don't know if I'm going to keep yeah, going with maybe, them. Maybe we can yeah, post yeah. those later when you're more yeah. proactive on that one. But for now, Babepreneur Society. Yeah, they can find me there. Um, I'm getting back into the being consistent thing so I know, uh, it's we'll, so hard i know so we'll be on there but um i'm constantly checking it so if anybody wants to reach out they definitely can awesome and you have the packages already up there um for new packages that are coming because so, you've been working on some projects for new packages and yeah new so the services. one that i just mentioned i just came up with like yesterday <laughs> so Today, uh the one that's service yeah exactly so for san diego and la based you know small businesses i will have it up probably at least like a link tree type of thing with some information about it probably within the week so so let me ask you this and this is because yeah. our listeners are listening in and they're like oh you know maybe i want to connect with desiree mm-hmm. i want to get to know her service like what are some questions that you will like if someone wants to call you or reach out to you to really get to know where they're coming from? Like, what are some, I guess, questions you want the client to be prepared for? So that way you get an idea like, okay, where are you starting and mm-hmm. how do I get to know where you want to start? Yeah, so what I start with for most people, I like to get to have an idea at least what it is you're doing. <laughs> so what is it if you've started already, what your idea is, if you haven't started, or what your small business is. And then really how I start my conversations, because I do have a background in doing so much, I ask how I can support them. Mm -hmm. So really what it is ideally would be best for them, how they feel they need the most support, whether it be in branding, whether it be in marketing, whether it be in strategy, whether it be in, um, you know, systems or just in general or even um, getting like email marketing, those type of things where it is they feel that needs the most support and then I really just start from there but I don't really come with a lot of questions because I kind of allow them to kind of ask me questions too and really I'm just here to support and do everything I can to make sure that they're able to put their little gift out into the world so so yeah wherever they feel they would need the most support is usually where I begin and then obviously I begin with a little bit of background of what it is that they want to do or what it is that they're already doing yeah because like for me I'm like at the beginning I'm at the infancy stage yeah. I'm like I guys already help <laughs> um, but having that said like have you ever had clients yeah. that do reach out to you and do you feel like there needs to be a connection, energy, vibe to be able to make sure that you're delivering with the client, but that also that you are supporting them in the way that you want them to support them? Like, does there have to be a right connection for you? Like, if you ever feel like it's a little off, do you say, you know, at this time I won't be able to help you, but maybe later on? Have you ever had to decline a client? So I don't think I've ever declined a client because I'm not good at saying no. <laughs> so one of the tips for you this year, it's, it's called, and this is this is really extremely important. It's called the um, it's it's called self care. 
but the extreme saying no. Yeah, I have actually heard that again. <laughs> Learning how to say no. But so, so you haven't had that experience of saying so no. So no, I've never had that experience where I had to decline a client, but I have had experiences where I've taken a client and maybe it wasn't for like, I may have just taken them to help them, whether it be, you know, for, for whatever reason, I've just taken them because they were ready or whatever. Yeah. And then I've realized that just the energy just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And that has been that those situations have been like harder because yeah. whether it be on there, mostly it was not once or twice it was on their end and once or twice it was on my end mm-hmm. and i think either way it just didn't really go well okay so and at that point you'll probably say you know i think we did our best and i think you know yeah. we'll probably end it here but if yeah. you ever want to come and revisit right mm-hmm. which i think so far you've had great clients who haven't you really haven't had to say no mm-hmm. to you know yeah but yeah. i do want you to practice that yeah, learning how to say no i think it's called my absolute no list yes Practice my absolute no list, and that comes to with yourself, mm-hmm. with others, relationship, and work. You just kind of have to write it down. What are you willing to say no to for your well-being, right? Yeah, and important. you know it's so funny that you say this because all these things I know. So like I preach this to my clients, but I don't do it for myself. Okay, <laughs> and it's like horrible. Like, um, it's like <laughs> been there, done that because I work in the healthcare field, and I'm always saying do this, do that. Yeah. And then who am I to say if I'm not practicing it myself? Of so one of the things, um, and I think it's also too because we're so driven and mm-hmm. we're so implemented in our work mind mm-hmm. um, because that's the way we're built in, in our yeah. society. Like we got to work, 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 hustle, 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 and no really time for your well-being. So that's why I think it's important to practice you know, what you preach because often we forget to give that time for ourselves because we're so forgetful we're so busy and we're like well I don't have time I don't have time but I know this because I practiced it before but it's so important to maintain that for your well-being and for your business too right because the more you feel well the more you thrive in your business right Mm -hmm. so I'm going to ask you uh, three questions before Mm -hmm. we end the episode Uh, what is one tip that you will give to someone who wants to start a business just doesn't have to be too specific just in general what's one tip that you will give them and then i'll ask you the second question and third question just a bit (laughs) (laughs) no you're fine um it's depending on the client though (laughs) okay so let me say for example okay i'm gonna put an example then so say i want to start a t-shirt line what's the one tip you will advise me to do yeah so i would just say be very um specific on what it is that you want to do and how you're going to be different from what is already out there yes yeah right mm-hmm. because like i mean we could start a teacher line but if we're starting this t- same teacher line that everybody else is starting like mm-hmm. you know and then be very true to who you are so whatever business you're starting, whatever it is, whether it be a t-shirt line, whether it be whatever else, yes, get ideas from what other people are doing, but do not get caught up in comparing yourself to those other people because we're all we're all so different and we all have our own uniqueness, whether for the t-shirt line guy, right? Yeah. It would be like, we're all unique. We all have our own creativity. We all have same thing, um, our own thing. So... Therefore, don't don't get caught up in comparing yourself. Okay. Just um, just start be be true to who you are and your own creativity. Um, I love that because I think we have to own it, right? Yeah. Versus us trying to compete with like, oh, they have the same one. I have to be exactly yeah. like. Question number dos. Yeah. Um, would you advise someone who thinks about this T-shirt creativity but has no idea 
to go get a loan or start with, with what you have. Oh, start with what you have. Amen to that system. <laughs> a million percent start with what you have. I started with nothing. I don't even think I had anything. I think I had like a hundred dollars. To be honest, I like I started with what I had and um again, it's gonna be easier to start a service-based business with nothing than it is gonna be to start a product-based business with nothing. Because product-based, you're gonna have to invest in the t-shirts or the whatever, right? But there are actually, if somebody wanted to do a t-shirt or product-based business, there are actually websites that take like a percentage or something that of whatever they sell. Mm -hmm. So there's different ways to go about it. There's different sites and different things that you can, platforms that you can use that you don't actually have to start with really anything. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And thank you for so much preaching that because I think we're also so geared and driven. Like if you're going to start a business, go get a loan. And Mm -hmm. I said, no, absolutely not. You don't want to own more than what you already owe in case if you already have to owe already. Um, So I mean, look at me. I'm starting with what I have, yeah. you know, and I'm going from there. Question number tres. Question number three. I feel like I've asked you plenty of questions, but I guess this is because... That's okay. <laughs> um, question number three. Um, would you advise someone to either work in business with family members and friends or to go with someone who has the same intention but not related or a friend? Because sometimes we fear if relationships can go really down or... end up really bad what is maybe one tip that you can give i say go to into business by yourself okay it's because like my my boyfriend's going through this as well (laughs) like there's a lot of different things if you're going to go through business with someone no matter who it is Mm -hmm. right it has to be someone that you're it's a marriage yeah it's a business marriage so like if you know that you can be married to that person, whether it's your best girlfriend or your sister, and that somehow there's always going to be some resolution to that argument or that thing that you're trying to fix, then I would say you can consider it. But if you start business with yourself and you fail, you failed. <laughs> like, just get up and keep going, right? And if you succeed, you succeeded. Right. Um, and if you need help, then... Go ahead, I this is where I would say, go ahead and meet with a consultant, meet with a coach, meet with somebody else, Thank but they're you. not going to take a percentage mm-hmm. of what it is that you started. Or if you have a family member that started a business, then ask them if you can kind of absorb some of their brain, right? Some yeah. of their knowledge and ask them the questions that you need to. But I don't think you need to go in with anybody unless... You're opening like this huge facility, like a huge gym or something, and you need investors or something, right? But at that point, they don't own, like if you just invested in a, this is what I tell people all the time too, like if you invest in a coach, and let's say it's like a higher end coach, and it's $10,000 to work with that person, and you're like, shit, how am I even going to do that? If you invest $10,000 in a coach, and your company becomes a million dollar company because they helped you kind of get there, it's versus having a partner that owns 50% of your company that maybe is flaky or didn't really do anything and you're the one that did everything, but they still legally own 50% of what you made. 
that's a good point. Right? Yeah. Like that $10,000 investment is going to go way further and you work with this person for six months rather than having somebody that's literally married to your business mm -hmm. until you can legally separate from them and get a divorce per se. Then, then if you like, th it doesn't even make sense at that point. I think it, that's a good perspective, especially for people who are trying to start a small business, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I think often we forget, like, oh yeah, we're gonna go into this. Because I know a lot of um, family members that started a business together and it didn't end up good. Of course, yeah. And you know, I've I've always been told like, if you're gonna start a business, first start with yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you're really expanding to a bigger facility, bigger everything, then that's when you actually bring in the tools to, mm -hmm. to help you, but you really have to take in consider consideration who you're marrying as so far as a business partner. Um, and I think it's really important if you do go into a business to making sure you have a good quality partner that's going to be equalized with you, right? Because I don't think often at times we think about those So things. what normally happens is that when there is a business idea or something that started, it usually ignites from one person. And that person has the passion and the drive and the blah, 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 and they're looking for somebody else to come and help them. Mm -hmm. But that other person that's coming to help them doesn't always have the same drive as them because that passion wasn't instilled in them. It was instilled in the person with the passion. Huh. So if you're going to, if you are scaling, and let's say that you have, for example, I'm going to use the gym as an example just because it's something that I'm used to, or even the spa client that I currently have, mm -hmm. right? She wants to scale, and she is by herself currently, um, but instead of bringing somebody else in as a partner, you just start to bring in employees. Mm -hmm. You don't need to bring in a partner because they're not... See, there's a difference between bringing in employees and bringing in a partner. A partner is there because they're mutually... If it's, if it's different, if it's two best friends and they talked about the same idea and they're both super excited and they're both passionate and they both want to do it and their intention is the same, mm -hmm. then go ahead and do it. Awesome. But if the intention is not the same, sometimes one of the people has all the passion and drive and wants to make a difference. The other person sees it as an investment idea. Right. And like, oh, I'm going to make money off of this person, blah, blah, blah. So sure, I'm going to join. But they're, they end up lacking in that same passion and maybe falling back mm -hmm. because all they saw was dollars. They didn't mm -hmm. see the same passion and excitement to change the world in that little way. They just saw it as, oh, it's a business. An opportunity, basically. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think often we don't think of those situations. Mm -hmm. And I always like to ask those questions like, well, let me ask this for example. Not that I'm going through it. No, of course. But because I want the audience to know if you're thinking about starting a business on your own mm -hmm. or with a partner, you just heard it from Desiree. It has to be a partner who has the same passion and thrive as you, so you both meet equally versus getting a partner who sees opportunity in just dollar, which some people actually end up getting a partner at times that it means they need their support financially mm -hmm. and that becomes their partner and eventually they have to work it out somewhere mm -hmm. or another. So Desiree, before we end the yeah. episode, if people have a question for your services or if people have a question in general, where can they reach you? Yeah, so like I said again, they can reach me at, on my Instagram at Baypreneur Society. I believe on Facebook, I just pay Baypreneurs. Okay. Um, they can they can email me. What is your email address? Yeah, so it's actually right now until I get my site up, it's it's a Yahoo address, but it's Baypreneurs at Yahoo.com. 
There you go. You heard it. Vapreneurs at Yahoo. No, Vapreneurs Society at Yahoo.com. No, just Vapreneurs. Vapreneurs at Yahoo.com. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously going to edit that. No worries. <laughs> I go back and edit that. Um, and if people can find you in San Diego, well, actually, you're in San Diego already, but you yeah. actually did mention that you will make it accessible to meet with clients in LA if yeah. it's suitable for you, right? Because everything has to be in the right energy and flow. Of course. Okay, Desiree, before we really end, what is one thing you would like to do for yourself this weekend? Oh, good question. I'm like, what weekend is it? <laughs> it's a Saturday, the first, the first weekend of February. <laughs> Self-love. Um, maybe I'll take a bath today because I haven't done that this week. <laughs> there you go. So when you get home, if not today, Mañana, use your tray, the bath yeah. tray that you actually got and you manifested, and put a bath on, put candles, and do a little bath for, how long do you do the bath for anyway? Like what, 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, I only stay in for like 15, 20 minutes. My boyfriend likes to stay there for like a whole hour. I'm just oh like, I love you. Oh my God, okay, I want to know what he's doing. I bet way more high class than I am. But maybe next time, I guess, for this bath, turn around, maybe do it for 30 minutes. Yeah. I think I need to do that for myself too. I kept writing it down in my journal. Yeah. A self bath. So Sunday's gonna be my time for a self bath too. So we're gonna be taking a picture, you're gonna tag me like <laughs> Okay, make sure you don't forget. Okay. okay, chicas, if you have any further questions, please feel free to email me to alasaludablelatina.gmail.com and we can't wait for your website to come up because mm -hmm. whenever you start your services and your retreats, we're gonna be uh, promoting you here through Saludable Latina so we can uplift you girl and manifest thank what you, you desire for the future. So thank you once again for joining me and thank you. we'll have another episode when you're ready to record another one. Sounds great. <laughs> okay chicas, hasta luego. Adios.